0: Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer's sermon podcast. The readings appointed for this sermon are from the book of Daniel, chapter seven, verse nine through 10. The book of Revelation, chapter one, verse four B through eight. The gospel according to John, chapter 18, verse 33 through 37 and Psalm 93. Good morning. It's nice of you to be here on such a rainy day. Well, in spite of the fact that the Advent wreaths are held up in shipment, Advent will begin next Sunday. And of course, as you all know, Thanksgiving is this Thursday. But hold the turkey. Let's focus. Today is Christ the King Sunday. And we'll, we, we will be baptizing Rollo William Rumbo very shortly, welcoming him into the Jesus movement and our community of believers. Now, it's be a new beginning for him, a new beginning. But in the Old Testament reading that Kathy read, Daniel describes the end times, the end times. God is sitting on a fiery throne examining our record books and also rendering judgment. Then in Psalm 93 that the choir so beautifully sang describes the reign of God controlling the powers of chaos which are depicted as a stormy sea. We can depend on and trust in God. Then in Revelation that Andrew read, but as well as in Daniel, Jesus, who loves, and free, who loves us and frees us, comes in riding on these clouds of heaven for the last judgment, the last judgment. But thankfully, Jesus is the beginning and the end of all things. However, John's gospel reading jerks our heads out of those clouds and brings us back down to earth. In fact, it's the last day of Jesus' earthly life. Now, there were happier times. At the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he was baptized too. But this is a dark day, a dark time. The Jewish authorities in Jerusalem consider Jesus a threat because he claims to be the Messiah. And well, gosh, he's acting like one, and he's got quite the following. He is betrayed, arrested, and tried in a kangaroo court. Then he's handed over to the Roman authorities for punishment. And the Jewish authorities lobby heavily for his execution because they want him dead, D-E-A-D, dead. And it is not lawful for them to put anyone to death, they say. They want the Romans to do it. In today's gospel reading, Jesus is brought before Pontius Pilate, who is the Roman governor. Now, Messiah means, as we, many of us know, the anointed one. In Greek, the Christ, or king, I guess. I prefer sovereign, if you will. So they have an interesting conversation. Pilate asks Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus so artfully deflects, my kingdom is not from this world. Then Pilate jumps on that saying, so you are a king. Now everyone is listening very intently. The reason for the somber reading today is because of what Jesus says next. He kind of like comes out. He declares publicly to the entire world what he previously only shared with his disciples. Jesus says, you say that I am king. For this, I was born. For this, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Well, Pilate continues to be a great straight man. He asked Jesus that classic question, which is one of my favorite in the Bible. What is truth? It's not in today's reading because I think the folks that developed the electionarity wanted Jesus to have the last word but he just stands there. Jesus just stands there. So, Jesus, how can we listen to your voice if you stand there in stark silence and say nothing? Jesus is getting the last word by saying absolutely nothing. Saying nothing sometimes says the most. Emily Dickinson said that. Jesus just stands there. Can you get your head around that? In silence. God in silence waits. And that is because Jesus, the person, Jesus, who is the word, is the truth. You know, that's really hard to get our arms around. Now, I imagine Jesus looking at Pilate with loving eyes, in silence, of course. You know, it's one kind of love to have for family and friends, especially adorable little children. Yeah. But Frederick Buechner says this about love for the enemy. Love for the one who does not love you, but mocks, threatens, and inflicts pain the tortured love for the torturer. This is God's love. It conquers the world. It conquers the world. And Jesus, that still small voice, does just that. And that is why Jesus is our sovereign, our savior. Now, in case his saying nothing gives us cause for doubt, do you remember the time that Jesus plainly says to a doubting Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. And it goes without saying that Jesus, the person, is the truth, the word. Jesus does not answer Pilate in words because the truth incarnated, God personified. You know, our salvation is standing in person right in front of him. And getting our arms around that kind of truth just goes beyond words. But Jesus does demonstrate who he is by his actions, forgiving sins, acts of healing and compassion, liberating people from oppression, injustice, like that's going on in the world today, by speaking truth to power, and by a life of example. People scratch their heads wondering, why does Pilate order the crucifixion of Jesus? Was it outright subversion of Roman rule or sedition? Maybe it's because of the rowdy crowd. After all, it is Pilate's job to keep public order. And I guess that he's just doing his job following orders, doing what is expedient so he can get back to business as usual. As a matter of fact, you know, this whole affair takes place in the morning, so maybe he's got a lunch appointment to get to. But here is a real brain teaser to the chagrin of the Jewish authorities' establishment Pilate orders this to be inscribed on the cross of Jesus, these prophetic words. This is the king of the Jews. So is he taking a shot at the Jewish establishment? Is he mocking Jesus? But, you know, maybe, maybe he's hedging his bets, hedging his doubts. You know, while he was sitting there on the judgment seat, in the Gospel of John, his wife, who is venerated in the Eastern Church as Saint Procola, sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that innocent man, for today I have suffered a great deal because of a dream about him. Well, with all the fake news going on nowadays, Christ the Sovereign Sunday is a good time to pause and to ask ourselves, what is truth? Now, here is one kind of unsettling truth. God is compelled to make things right at the end, at the final, last judgment. That is scary. Now, as Bishop Smith so eloquently put it in his address to the diocesan convention Saturday a week ago, When we get there, God will ask us, where are the others? Where are the others? (laughs) And you know what? No doubt, God will be asking the others the same question. Salvation happens as community. We are all saved together or we are saved not at all. It's solidarity, my friends, solidarity. And the good news is that Jesus, the Christ, our sovereign, reigns in grace and rules with mercy. Thank God. And Jesus teaches us that life is made in love for love to be loved. And we are to do this in beloved community. And telling the truth is basic to doing just that. And we learn the truth by following Jesus, as Jesus asked us to do by listening to his voice. The Great Commission is one of the last things that the resurrected Jesus told the disciples on that mountain. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Well, this morning we are joyfully baptizing Rollo William Rumble and welcoming him into this household of God. Hallelujah. Rollo, I am really excited for you and for us, I really am. But by the way, Jesus, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure that being saved altogether or not at all sounds like a very good idea to me. I'm not sure, Jesus. It sounds like my fate depends on the fate of others and the fate of others depends on me. I mean to say, Jesus, we are all struggling a lot these days already. Living in this day and age ain't easy. Each one of us carries our own personal cross of pain and suffering. And it's made all the worse by this this pandemic. And the other thing about the pandemic, we're having a pandemic of Fear and anger going on. But Jesus, I guess that we are all in the same boat, together with this boat, traveling the voyage of life from cr- from cradle to grave. Now Jesus today's baptism is very comforting and reassuring to me, it gives me hope that we can rely on and count on. You, God, and, and on each other to reach out and to help someone in need, throw a lifeline, a lifesaver, that on our voyage to the grave. And I suppose that embracing and sharing all the suffering together in love in this beloved community is not only good preparation, good preparation but inspiring and uplifting and just makes common sense. But, God, I need your help. And you did say, after all, I am with you always to the end of this age. I lift all this up to you in prayer. Thanks for listening to my voice. Amen.